strangers together in a room to ask the question what is your biggest fear thanks for coming everybody i love that they're like we just had to be really quiet a minute ago because the music came out of nowhere and we don't really oh yeah it's okay it's okay we're just chilling we're here in bellow bar and we're just chilling we're going to have a lovely time we're going to answer the question what is your biggest fear and we're going to do some gorilla problem solving and um, we're hopefully going to have a lovely night so a show of hands has anybody here listened to any previous episodes do you know what we're doing here Okay, so most people, and is anybody going in blind? You've no idea. Oh, so exciting. So it's kind of a 50-50 split. Um, so my name is Claire Beck. I will be your host for the evening. Do not be afraid. We are going to have fun. I really need to stop with the fear fun puns, but it's just so easy. Um, joining me on the panel this evening for episode three of Fair Fun, First off, we have DJ, 2FM presenter, writer, and all-round sounder, Tara Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't I clap for myself? I'm sorry. And the woman responsible for last conservative estimate about a bajillion friendships, girl crew founder, Elva Carey. So welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Thank you. for having us. Tara, um, there's a sort of a loose theme for this episode around internet creeping. Uh-huh. Okay, so we don't really know each other, do we? We just kind of internet creep and festival know each other. Yes, yeah, so when we're at festivals, we're like, oh my God, hey girl, what's up? And like know each other really well through online, basically. Yeah, so. like that's the thing. I don't know you very well, but I feel like I know everything that's going on with your life because I watch your Insta stories. Mm-hmm. I know what your boat looks like, you know, I inside. Know. I know your record collection, all just through online. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> it's very weird. Um, yeah. It's, 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 it's just modern life, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah. It's very strange. Um, and um, Elva as well. Um, you're queen internet creep, really, aren't you? Yeah. Even our friendship, like, I still remember matching with you on Tinder. Yeah, I know Elva <laughs> because we matched on Tinder. <laughs> Let's explain more, <laughs> shall we? Um, so, um, for the uninitiated, um, do you want to tell us, give us the elevator speech, tell us about Girl Crew, oh, yeah. what does it do? Girl Crew, it's, to find other, it's an app to find other women to make new friends. Uh, so to go to gigs or stuff like this or whatever, you just post up your event and see who else wants to go. Uh, but it started because one Friday night, I wanted to go out dancing, no one was free, and so I changed my gender setting on Tinder to male so that I would show up to all the girls who were looking for guys, made it very clear I was a girl, and that I just wanted to go out dancing with some friends and met a hundred people, including Claire. Yeah, <laughs> just got this lovely little pink kind of thing with flowers on it going, I'm a woman, I'm straight, I just really want to go out dancing, do you want to come with? I'm not a catfish. <laughs> yeah, and, oh, yeah, that was her first message, listen, I'm not a catfish, I promise you. Um, so yeah, it kind of went from there. Like I, like how long was that? Maybe like four or five years? ago yeah it'll be four years ago in the middle of march so okay yeah, oh happy happy tinder stalk anniversary yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so you started it was originally kind of a facebook group and now you've got the website the app it's gone completely international yeah there's crews all over the place yeah i think we have groups in 46 different cities and the app launched in the summer and we're launching it kind of city by city all over the world 
amazing yeah yeah, yeah. i love that i love internet creeping so much i made it my career yeah. <laughs> fantastic it's like i'm glad you guys know each other digitally and that makes you feel yeah. like you know each other because like that's literally my uh i count on that for making my billions yeah <laughs> absolutely um yeah it is it's very it, it is it's kind of it's a weird invasive sort of thing but it's kind of just how life is at the moment actually the first time i met your boyfriend mango mm. tara i completely internet creeped him out um i met him and i went to him uh i know you and he kind of went oh yeah you know like he's a rapper he was probably mm. expecting me to say i was at one of your shows or you know i bought some of your tunes they're really good and i was like I follow your girlfriend on Twitter and <laughs> I just recognize you from her pictures and he was like, okay. It happens a lot. Sound. It happened today down the road. Someone came up to me and he like gave me a, you know how, th you know how people go like they put the hand clap and then you, you yeah. do this. I'm not good at it so I try not to do it. But a guy, like a young guy came up to me and did it and he was like, pick up mango. And I was like, uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. But like, I'm a person too, you know, like, you know, but, but you know, he obviously recognized me through Mango's Instagram, which was gas. So like, yeah, yeah, you know, people's significant others through that as well, which is gas. Yeah. So you're like an internet power couple now? No, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. 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 No, so he, he was supporting Wiley last night, right? Was, yeah, 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 yeah. I know yeah. that because it was on your Insta yeah, story. Yeah. You're on the balcony in like the wag corner going, there's my man on stage, uh, yeah. taking loads of Insta stories. Even my boss said it to me today. I went into work and like my boss is really cool, but I mean, to be honest, he's like, I think yeah, he'd be almost 60. And he was like, so how was the gig last night? And I was like, oh, it was really good. I was like, but Wiley, you know, yeah, he was like, he was good, but he was a bit awkward. And he was like, who's Wiley? And so like, <laughs> he, he just thought I was at a gig and like just asked, was trying to make conversation, which was gas. But yeah. Oh my goodness. I don't know who Wiley is. And, <laughs> and I'm not fine. even 60. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah. So I suppose we, I did ask you guys in advance, um, what is your biggest fear? And we are going to get to that, but we also have some people in the audience. And there's an extra chair here. So at the start, when everybody walked into Ballo Bar, we had little pieces of paper and they said, what is your biggest fear? And um, so we're going to go to this one. Who wrote, my biggest fear is getting motor neuron disease and being trapped in my body. Who is that? Hello. Would you like to take a seat? People get real with this, you know, like people have very specific things yeah. or sometimes like you, Elva, they go, I don't know, I'm not really afraid of anything. And then they think of it and come up with something really terrifying. <laughs> Hello. Hello. What's your you? name? My name's Kira. Well done on the David Bowie boots. <laughs> they are fantastic. Now you're like chuffed that you get to show them. Now you're like, yeah. This lady is wearing the glitteriest of glittery Chelsea boots. <laughs> They're amazing. They're amazing. How do you keep them so clean? Uh... I try very hard. Okay, okay. Um, so, tell us, what is your name? What do you do to make money for David Bowie Boots? Um, so, my name's Kira, and I'm a podcast producer as well. Oh, yeah. Go on, give it a plug. <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> We're all here to help each other. <laughs> I run a company called Love Audio Stories, and we produce uh, podcasts for companies, for brands. So. Okay, so you're an old hand at this. You can just stay in that chair. Um, <laughs> Tell you all my fears. Tara was making jokes earlier. She was saying, um, can we have a Graham Norton chair? Like if someone's really rubbish, yeah, we can yeah. just Graham Norton them. And I was like, believe me, as soon as we have a sponsor for this podcast, that first check is being spent on a Graham Norton chair. I'm very excited about it. Um, so tell us about this very specific fear that you have, Kira. I think it's, uh, well, my, my granny had a stroke, actually, so I won't go too sad, but she, and, and she suffered it with it for like five years and was not able to kind of communicate, obviously. And so I think that's just my biggest fear is that you would get something that 
paralyzes your whole body and all you can do is communicate through blinking. And I'm so fucking shit at blinking. Sorry. I'm so proud. <laughs> it's okay. It's podcast. We're not going to get in trouble. The BAI do not care about us. It's fine. Not for a brand. So you're safe. Yeah. So yeah, that's just my, my biggest fear. The thought that I couldn't communicate is I clearly love to talk. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. yeah oh, this is the other thing about this podcast. People say things and then you go, actually, I've just thought of something else I'm afraid about. I have something that's even more specific than that. Um, so local anesthetics don't work on me at all. So when you go to the dentist, the like needle things, no, they just don't work. And apparently that's the thing with a certain percentage of the population. So I'm convinced if I ever had to get a general anesthetic, that it wouldn't work on me, but my body would be paralyzed and I would feel oh everything. No. <laughs> oh my God. Or like waking up in the middle of a surgery and then yeah. Yeah, not being able to Oh yeah, 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 no, I've, ta- I've, I've thought about this. People. Like that does happen to oh people. God. I think I know someone who woke up while their tonsils were being removed. Oh, 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 oh Jesus. Oh, delightful, delightful. Just to make you feel even better. Yeah. Okay, well, listen, Kira, thank you very much for sharing that with us. Stay healthy. (laughs) Thank you. Tara, now, listen, we're all mature adults here, so let's keep it together. I asked Tara the question, what is your biggest fear? Tara, your biggest fear is rides. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay, so... um, Oh my god, I thought it was a different kind of ride, so I looked at the I thought a big picture of D'Angelo with like a line going through was going to come up on the screen there. I almost forgot. It was so convincing. I think it's fair to assume like maybe that I was talking about... um, men you know i'm attracted to you know because you know we all get a bit sweaty under the armpits when you're talking to someone that is attractive or whatever but it's genuinely those kind of rides like roller coasters and everything they like really really freak me out um the noise freaks me out at them and i've honestly like for years i've tried to like put myself out of my comfort zone and gone on them i've gone to you know shows you know with people or whatever just to be like you know because i love being there it's really colorful and like the games like i love doing the duck things i sound like a 12 year old but um um, so I've tried to put myself out of my comfort zone because I'm like it's all in your head like it's all in your mind I'm trying to like get my mind to control myself and honestly like when I'm on when I'm on them like I it's like I can't even describe it the feeling of it is just so terrifying and I've come off and like one time I had to actually like take off like four days of work because I actually like my what? physically I couldn't actually move my whole body oh was so God. painful like a vertigo so, like, thing because like, I don't know what it was but I just because I'd been like so clenched onto like the you know the thing that goes over you there and my legs, you know, because I was trying to like stay so on the seat that was like yeah. flying around. It was one of those ones that you're all sitting in a row and it's like going, you know, around yeah. Yeah. that way. I don't like know how to describe zone. it. Yeah. I'm an expert on these yeah. I'm from um, You're from Tremor. Is yes. that like the carny capital of Ireland? Yes. Or? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, we're in competition with Bondoran, but, um, but Tremor is like statistically the most dangerous amusement park in the world. Oh my God. Um, because we've had because we've had so many deaths so jesus yeah i went to teddy park there last year and it's the first time i'd went and i was like this is amazing it's like a potato theme park but like it wasn't really to be honest i mean i'm not dissing teddy park sorry but i was expecting more potatoes um, <laughs> and I was, honestly i was like where's like you know some more food stalls you know a bit more artistic or something um and then i when i saw the wooden roller coaster thing i was like what on earth is this like that is that is the worst and my friend kept trying to get me to go on it and yeah it just you know it didn't happen but even being next to it like freaks me out so how would you feel if i was to confess to you right now 
that hearing you talk about more potatoes at Tato Park, I've just realized that Tato is short for potato. No. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You're like, oh, my God, that is so smart. Oh, uh, this is <laughs> that is fantastic. People at Tato. <laughs> I love that. I think it's just because Mr. Tato is so cute. I never like thought of potato that you eat and him as a. Anyway, let's move on, shall we? And um, so fairground rides, not for you. Not for me. Not you for see, me. they used to not be for me for a really long time because one was brought to Thunderland when I was really small and went in the door and just started bawling, crying because the noise and had to be like taken home and given ice cream and it's just oh, no. So it didn't go for years. But then when I started going, I don't know if you can see this because my hair is kind of poofy but I've got quite a small head <laughs> <laughs> so those things that you hold on to I ba- seriously feel it it's small. You can hairdressers comment on it um, so I would like physically get hurt in the things but then I was like hat and hood grand it's worth it okay but I not envy for people you. that are like that love it I really do I envy people that are like oh my god I love like the adrenaline and stuff and like the rush it gives them I, I like it most of the time but the last time I went on the roller coaster into more it, it stopped at one point before it goes down a big dip and my sister was like I think it's broken because we were sitting there for ages and I was like it's not broken there's a building up the tension and then they <laughs> <laughs> I was like yeah this is so good they really know what they're doing and then this guy climbs up the side and gives us a push oh <laughs> <God>. <laughs> well I'm definitely not going there so yeah, yeah I don't think I want to go there now no. either no that's not so good if you so want to be properly afraid for your life well I mean there's you a fine line not. isn't there <laughs> um, Tara is also afraid of snakes now I've never been to Australia, so excuse my ignorance. Are there loads of snakes? Like, are you know the way there's loads of pigeons in Dublin? Are snakes the pigeons of Australia? <laughs> are no, they everywhere? I have to say they're not. I but in saying that, I'm from like actually I'm from like the desert, like an, a place called Alice Springs. It is in the country, um, and th- the, there's not really that many snakes unless you're actually like walking in like long grass. You're not meant to walk in long grass, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I honestly haven't actually seen that many snakes in the wild or anything. But for some reason. It was like I'd lived in Australia for like 20 years and then I moved here to Dublin and I've been here seven years and my fear of snakes has gotten more intense the more I've lived in Dublin and I have no idea why. I genuinely have no idea why. I like it's I'm not even I don't even think I've seen a snake the whole time I've been here unless it's been on the Internet. But I've gotten a crazy rational fear even of seeing like them on the TV or any pictures of them. My Don't friends like to send me you. photos on like Facebook. They love to send me pictures of snakes because they know that I'm like really scared of them. But I'd watched like Anaconda and stuff when I was young. Like I'd watched all those movies. I was like, yeah, I love this movie. It's really cool. And now I just can't stand it. I can't cope with snakes. I think they're rotten. They're disgusting. The ghost of St. Patrick. Yeah, that's it. I think yeah. I just think they're really cute. They're not cute. They they're are, and they're, they're like cute. they're warm, and but they're like kind of so, like no. soft no. and warm, no. and like they no. wrap around your arm and oh. no, that's it. They wrap around your arm and then they strangle you and you die. But they're like, just trying to nice. get warmer. Like no. if it's a little bit cold, they're just trying to like get in under your jacket. I didn't know I people heard. think they were cute. I'm not scared. Look at this. Look, how you don't look. But this is. A, I put I up a picture of a snake wearing bunny ears. For everybody okay, to under- enjoy. I, do you know Margot, Margot Robbie, who's the Australian actress who's yes. in Tanya? She was doing an interview on Graham Norton the other day, and she was saying one day um, she was at the computer. Her mum said, "Can you come and help me with this snake?" She said loads of snakes used to come into her house all the time. That never happened with me, but she, I think, she lived somewhere else in the country, basically. Um, and she, her, she was like, "No, no, no, no." She kept saying no to her mum. Then she didn't hear from her mum for about like ten minutes. 
And then she went and found her mom like a python wrapping around her mom. Oh, oh god! Like I'm and like that like that's crazy. Like I don't want to be near that shit. So that's why I don't like snakes. Like they're gross. Okay. What do you do if you see one? Like what is actually the right thing to do? Um. Well, I don't really know. Yeah. You're Australian. <laughs> Are you not taught this in school? No. Well, we're told what not to do. Um. But I'm not okay. like. But you're not meant to like get like a shovel and, you know bang it because then it might come up the shovel hand and stuff like that but i'm not sure what you're actually meant to do okay so just no shovels no no. okay well shall we use our combined expert knowledge of the world (laughs) for a round of my new favorite game which is gorilla problem solving okay Okay, so on the way into balabar this evening the audience members were given the piece of paper asking what is your biggest fear but also a second piece of paper so that they could anonymously write down something that is making them fearful or keeping them awake at night so we pick them out at random and try and sort it out for them Mm -hmm. so Let's see. And this is totally anonymous. So people people were quite honest at the kind of last couple oh of recordings. God. So we'll see how it goes. Getting straight in there. Um, I feel emotionally detached and disconnected from people. Not all the time, but a lot. An inability to feel. What do you reckon? I get that. Um, I feel like I feel like that sometimes where maybe I don't care enough for people um, as much as I should. You know, if someone's like, so if someone expresses how much they care for something, someone they don't even know even maybe like a work colleague i'm like i don't care like you know something really small like that or if someone's like oh what if if someone says what did you do on the weekend i'm like oh i did this and i might not ask it back because i don't care you know like i feel like (laughs) i'm like maybe does that make me a bad person i'm not sure um yeah sometimes i think i'm quite selfish um and i try and act interested in other people but you're not actually about but i'm not actually i don't know does that make me a bad person? I'm not no. sure. No, no, no I, don't I, don't so. I don't think so. Because there was a while yeah. where... <laughs> there you go. Someone in the audience just said there it makes you honest. There was a while where I thought I didn't feel real empathy. I thought mm. I could logically and rationally kind of understand the concept and that I only cared about things in a logical way, not yeah. in a feeling way. Um, and I went to a psychoanalyst and basically gave her 50 quid to remind me of one time I felt empty. <laughs> and to prove to it that I wasn't a narcissist because I was <laughs> almost sure that I was. Um, but yeah so I think if you can remember one time you cared about like that actually genuinely helped me and that wasn't what I was going there intending to find out but uh, remembering one time where I really felt genuinely uh, reminded me like I do have that ability and capacity and for some reason that helped feel it stronger or more regularly after but I would also say that they should maybe um go online and try to do a capture test to see if they're a robot or not. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if you are, that's kind of cool. Good to find out. Oh, yeah, so would you recommend, I think therapy is, like if it's something that you're genuinely worried about, it's 50 quid well spent, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, just to, because mm. that's a really hard thing, because I think there's a lot of pressure about feelings isn't there yeah, <laughs> yeah. and also yeah. don't be so hard on yourself i think yeah. people yeah, particularly you know with this gorilla problem solving thing people like they're very honest because they know that it's anonymous um don't be beating yourself up like yeah. it's yeah. okay um to feel a bit emotionally detached but also maybe check in with yourself because um you might be a little bit depressed because that is something that is one of the signs of depression that and i find that myself like i get really bad sad um and I find when it's coming into winter, if I'm like, I stop, I stop kind of caring about things, but I also physically stop feeling things and I will forget about it. I've actually, I've set a reminder in my calendar for the first of October next year, because I will be literally filling a hot water bottle and burn my fingers and not feel wow. the hot water. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So maybe just, I think maybe, yeah, check in with yourself. 
be nice to yourself for the sure and um, maybe think about going and speaking to somebody mm-hmm. might yeah. help it helps Ella look she's not a robot she's here I think though isn't it a thing that if you're worried that you might be a sociopath or a narcissist if you're worried about it that's the sign that you're not that you're not yeah, well, yeah, yeah. isn't my, that what they my say my concern was uh, I thought I was an introvert and read some comment on some online article that was like Buzzfeed probably was it yeah. and it was like that person's not an introvert they're a narcissist so I googled it and I was like why would that be a bad thing? That's <laughs> 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 like, great. Like, it sounds like, like a great person. Needs them. <laughs> like, identify with this. All right. Well, while Elva is um, sharing <laughs> a lot with us and being very honest, um, Elva, tell me, um, what is your biggest fear? Uh, yeah, uh, I think I initially told Claire uh, I couldn't do the podcast because I wasn't afraid of anything. And then all I could think of the rest, uh, like ever since she sent that message, was things that terrify me. Uh, but I think the one that like kind of most... Uh, I find most frighteningly scary is being terrified I'll be killed in my house when I'm in the house on my own. All right. So I feel like you haven't had that cool of a time the last few weeks since I asked you to be on the no. podcast. So <laughs> if that's all that you've been thinking about, so sorry. Yeah, because I was like, I'm not afraid of anything. How am I going to do that podcast? And I was like, I'll try and think up things I would like to be afraid of if I could be afraid of something. <laughs> um, and then, no, it all came up everything everything do you, i'm terrified of i don't want to get really dark no um, get dark but i like dark do you <laughs> unless you're coming to my house to kill me <laughs> but if i know you're coming it's i love dark me. yeah <laughs> um okay um you know there was um the situation with the woman who unfortunately passed away well was murdered there do you think because that's what happened to her do you think yeah. maybe that that kind of sparked in your brain where you're like Oh, shit, I don't oh no so this is the fear has been there longer than since okay. Claire asked and you me I think I yeah. just didn't think about it because I don't it's not something that I think about all the time or I'm aware of all the time um I only think about when I'm at home on my own okay. and I've been like dying for my housemates to be away and just have the place to myself and then go up the stairs and realize I'm terrified there's someone in that room yeah, yeah. there's someone in that room I'm upstairs the boiler's making weird noises and I'm like that's yeah. definitely someone coming to kill me yeah and whereas I feel like I would be okay with being like challenged in a duo to a fight to the death with someone if I had to, like as long as it was like planned in advance and I could prepare, I'm like, that's a, not going to happen. I'm going to yep, be capable straight of out. that. <laughs> I'm just like, just don't come in my house when I'm not expecting it. Make sure I have a knife in my hand yeah. before you come in. Like, send me a calendar <laughs> invite. <laughs> so I feel that um, I feel like there was a little bit of kind of karmic retribution this morning. So I've been sort of ruining your life the last few weeks. You've been thinking about things that terrify you. Yeah. So this morning I was in the shower washing my hair and thinking about Elva and you know um, oh that's a really sad you know she's worried about someone coming into her house and killing her and it come to a bit of the podcast where it was a replaying of an old prank phone call so it was obviously lower because it was old and then the voices were on the phone um, <laughs> so it was lower mm-hmm. and I'm just thinking about poor Elva and you know someone coming <laughs> to kill her in her house and this voice just comes <laughs> in like me and all I could think was oh my god I, Elva's worst nightmare is happening to me there's a man in my bathroom and the other side of the shower curtain and I'm about to die oh god so there you go karmic retribution yeah. it's a thing are your housemates home tonight I really hope they are because like I feel like this is fresh now yeah I hope you can they stay are too mine, I'm down so the I console myself the house I'm in at the moment is actually kind of just somewhat of a comfort in that there's a 
sorting office, like a post office sorting office across the road from us that are open at really weird hours because they have to work through the night sometimes okay. to get the post delivered the next day. Um, so I'm like, well, I know the postmen are across the road. Yeah, that's nice. Comes yeah. In, so I console yeah. myself with that. They don't work on Saturday nights or Friday nights. So those are the nights where my housemates have to be at home. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You sent them calendar invites yeah. to make sure that they're in for the weekend. Okay, so I think we should take another audience answer to the question, what is your biggest fear? Um, Elva, I feel like you can you can talk about this one with them because they said they're happy to talk about it. Who wrote fear of affection or love? Do I have to hug them? You don't have to, okay. no. Hello. Do you want to come and join us on the stage? It's not a Graham Norton chair, it's just a regular chair. We don't have the budget for it yet, don't worry. Hello, what's your name? Um, Jill. Hi, Jill. How's it going? Not too bad. So, Jill, what do you do? I'm a mental health nurse. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Um, I hope we're not making yeah. any terrible missteps this evening with the advice and that we're giving enough, out. The last gorilla problem was actually mine as well. Oh, so there's a huge connection okay. between the two. Right, okay. Yeah. So... Um, this was actually, we did a Valentine special on the last episode and there was a whole section of people saying that like people joke about fear of commitment or they broke joke about this sort of thing, but it's an actual genuine thing. And we had a lady up on stage and she had a weird thing where she had a fear of being by herself, but also a fear of being in a relationship, you know, so it is a real thing. Basically, I'm telling you that you're not alone. Like a lot of people have this, um, First thing that springs to mind, do you think because your work is quite stressful and you have to maybe sometimes separate yourself from your work, do you think that has something to do with it? Probably. I think um, I have to compartmentalise my emotions in work. Yeah. So I think m males are excellent at doing that. They have a box for everything. They have a box for love, a box for their family, a box for their dog. Um, females, probably not so good. We have boxes, but they intertwine. Everything is connected. We, our love is connected to family. Our family is connected to the dog. Everything is muddled. So with my job, I try and compartmentalize um, my visits with my patients. Um, and it makes me somewhat maybe removed from people, maybe. Is your own yeah. fear in relation to romantic affection and love or general? Romantic, specifically. Yeah, specifically. Yeah. yeah. Not with friendships. Yeah. I'm, I'm here with a friend who I just met in April. Yeah. And we both just bonded instantly. Yeah. We're so psychologically minded and connected. Yeah. So that can happen instantly for me. Yeah. But romantically, yeah. there seems to be a problem with showing affection and love. Um, showing it and receiving it or just showing both. it? Both. Receiving, I'm never the instigator. I yeah. can react, yeah. but I can't instigate. Yeah. Do you feel like you are lacking in not having it? Lacking in not having... In, in not... Uh, like, you know, Do you mean like you having, can, you by can not, not having a relationship? You can something in your life and be afraid of it, but still feel fulfilled and happy that you don't. No, I definitely like want it. Yeah, okay, yeah. 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 Definitely want it. I'm in question if my partner is not affectionate to me. Yeah. Or question why. Yeah. 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 And I think it's hard as well, isn't it? Like, dating is rubbish. Single people, like, it's so nonsense. Like, internet dating, awful. Uh, regular dating, also kind of awful. Irish people, <laughs> awkward as hell anyway. <laughs> so, like, it's really hard. And you're like, I just want somebody to magically turn up on my doorstep and, like, know all of the things that I want and also leave me alone when yeah. I want to be left alone. But I don't want to have to actually put myself out there to go and get it because that's awful. Mm -hmm. I might get rejected and I hate that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Have you always felt like that? Can I um, I think so. I think yeah. um, growing up, if you ever feel a sense of abandonment from anything, whether it's a parent yeah. or some you know, a loss or bereavement, you 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 get a strength around that, and yeah. then you you find it hard to show affection then after that. Yeah. 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 I learned a thing interesting thing recently about like the difference between I think it was boundaries and barriers and mm, that barriers yeah. are kind of those ones that you don't necessarily feel like you have control over and they can be like negative blocks for stuff and boundaries are when they're healthy you're sort of yeah. aware of them and practicing them so yeah. maybe it's just navigating the difference between the two of those yeah and listening like about the emotional detachment yeah i always perceive people as being so empathetic towards others and if somebody says and they go oh that's awful and i'm thinking in my head i don't don't really have a feeling towards Mm. that or is that what everybody else is feeling or is that just me i don't have it most of the time yeah most of the time logically i understand that it's just it's 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 sad is it or i don't know like i mean is it no i don't i know i i would say that i'm i'm the opposite to you i'm overly empathetic if someone's obsessed i will go oh my god that's open i will almost take their problems on as my problem and then i get really drained by that and i do it and i do it with friends all the time i'll be like and what about this and what about that and what about this and they'll go listen i appreciate what you're trying to do but i didn't even actually ask you to help me (laughs) so i'm just gonna figure it out by myself and your grants you I know? do that with like with my boyfriend. Whenever he has a problem, I feel like I need to like fix everything with that. But with everyone else, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, you're fine. Whatever. You know? <laughs> but like even like I, I remember this. There was this bird outside um, our work, and it had broken its wing. And you know, animals are cool and stuff, right? Okay. But like um, she Except like but like the whole yeah. office went like mental. They were like, we have to save the bird. And like they all stopped doing their work for the whole day to try and save the bird. And then they called like the pest stuff. And I was like there, just like, oh my god, guys, like government's bad but then I felt really bad I was like maybe I should feel more because this bird is like outside and I mean I don't know if it survived I don't have an ending to that story (laughs) that's it that's it really like I feel I should feel more but I didn't at the time you know (laughs) Um, so Jill I don't know maybe would you consider your cool new friend who you just met in April maybe that you could say look can you do me a favor that I'm going to compartmentalize, I don't know, maybe like an hour into making an online dating profile or to joining a club oh, for something that I'm interested in. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I yeah. thought you were trying to yeah. meet someone. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Is this like the Tato thing? Did everyone else know <laughs> that she already had a partner? <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, all right, so it's just more that you need to maybe understanding partner understanding okay well that's good yeah that's good um i suppose one thing as well is that getting back to the whole like internet kind of creeping thing um people put their best bits on the internet so maybe you're looking at other people going oh and they're so affectionate they're so happy and they're just this that and the other it's like no that's like one percent of the time the rest of the time we're just like lying around in our pants covered in crisps being cranky (laughs) and but but you know what i mean like so maybe don't kind of be comparing your relationship to yeah it's it's just someone else's black and white can i just say is is it a protection thing Possibly, yeah. yeah. Sounds yeah. to me like it's a protection yeah. thing. You, you, you're stu- you're afraid to be hurt, so you won't let anybody yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Or, or to show affection is yeah. lacking, yeah, or not yeah. defense mechanism. Yeah. Mm-hmm, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but we don't. You know, we don't need to be like PDAing all yeah. the time. So, yeah. you know. But listen, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. Okay, thanks, Jill. <laughs> 
so I'm so I think glad we cured you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fantastic. So I'm 50 year old. So I want to just move on uh, from mental health to physical health because we all need to have a round of applause for Miss Tara Stewart who gave up the smokes mm. three weeks ago yeah. this weekend. <laughs> so you haven't cheated at all. I had like a bit of a vape the other day, but I don't think that's cheating. No. Like, that's okay. Like, yeah, that's, um, I was out at my friend's birthday on Saturday and I bought one because I just was really worried and I just really didn't want to smoke. So I had the, the vape, but I made it a thing that I'm not going to, I don't carry it around with me anywhere. I just want to have it if I'm worried about a night out kind of coming up. Yeah. But yeah, three weeks tomorrow I'll be off the smokes and I'm genuinely absolutely flabbergasted. Like I have no self-control. And I don't know how I've come this far, to be honest. I really don't. Um, so, no, I actually, I think um, I'm genuinely really proud of myself. And I would never really say that out loud about things normally. But with this, I'm, like, really proud of myself because I was smoking for, like, 10 years. So, um, What made yeah. you do it? Or what made you able to do it? Um, I don't even know what, with being able, like, I mean, I'm not going to lie, right? I'm working with um, Boots Pharmacy with it. So um, we're working together and... So, you know, they approached me about it and I was like, you know what? Yeah, I, mm. actually I think you have to want like, to do yeah. it. Like when and you say that's totally. it, I'm done. I want to do it. Like if I didn't want to do it, I'd still be smoking. Like and I wouldn't even be doing the thing I am doing with boots and stuff. But th I think the reason why was like I was like, you know what? I'm, I hate that I'm 27 and I don't breathe very well. And I hate that I'm like out of breath in the gym, but I go to the gym all the time or even just going up the stairs and work. I'm out of breath and I'm like a bit embarrassed. Um, even being on the phone or something like, you know, walking and being on the phone, I'm out of breath and I'm like, oh, this is really embarrassing that I'm like mm -hmm. out of breath. Maybe you just walk too fast. That's definitely <laughs> not it. <laughs> that's not it. Um, but that's a big reason why I decided to do it. And I was like, you know what? I have always said to myself, I wanted to quit smoking before I turned 30. I'm 28 this year. So I was like, I may as well just do it now. And yeah. um, I'm, I no, I really am every day really shocked that I'm not smoking. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Awesome. Oh, yay, thank you. Um, um, I actually, yeah, so, yeah. I also quit, like, I'm a real, I'm an on and off. You were like a smoker and now you're not a smoker. Yeah, Whereas I will quit, quit before, I'll quit yeah. for a while and then I'll like get really stressed out and I'll start and then I'll quit and I'll start. So I had quit um, before Christmas and I was all delighted with myself. Um, but I was away for most of January. Um, I was in Sudan and um, we were kind of off-roading in the desert. There's a lot of waiting around when you have three Jeeps and bits are overheating and this kind of stuff. So a lot of waiting around and also a pack of smokes was 26 cents. Um, so myself crazy. and this other guy who had also recently quit, basically we took up competitive smoking just for something to do. Oh <laughs> and we ended up by the end of the three weeks, we were honestly smoking about 20 or 30 fags a day That's each. Crazy. It was disgusting. No. And we were just, cents. we were just like, we said there was, there's nothing to do in the desert particularly you know I was going to say when they turn the lights out when the sun goes down there's only so many <laughs> games of top trumps that you can play you know I mean so we're like smoking when they're like this is disgusting isn't it yeah rotten so yeah. last cigarette then at the airport in Khartoum I was like that's it I'm done but then of course I came home and I needed something to suit my hands, so I kind of accidentally took up competitive snacking. Um, <laughs> so joining the gym around the corner here <laughs> next week <laughs> to counteract that because, yeah, seriously. Did you find that? Are you just, like, scoffing um, the whole time? No, I haven't been snacking, which I am also really surprised about because I really love salty things. Um, but, like, when I've... 
um, for the first two weeks, well, no, well, first week and a half was really hard with cravings. But a big thing that I found out was like, you know, craving lasts from like 30 seconds to a minute and a half. And that literally changed my brain where I used to think a craving would last like a lifetime um, or like, you know, a whole day or something. But then I was like, okay, I need to distract myself for that certain amount of time and then you forget that you even wanted a cigarette like that was what i was you know because it's in oh, your brain smart. so that's why i just distract myself for the i'm like you know now and then i still am like oh i'd love a smoke now where i used to you know have a smoke um, when i'd come out of work going to the bus or something but then i'm like no i don't smoke now so you know it's like just yeah but no i, I you know i'm not saying it's even easy like i was crying the other day begging my boyfriend for a cigarette and he was like, can you please not be doing this like this whole time? <laughs> um, but like, I haven't since then. Like, it was just one time. That was the first weekend I'd been off them. Um, and I actually snuck around the corner to try and buy cigarettes because he was being, he's been really good. You know, he's been on my back about it, um, which I hated for him for at the time. But I'm really grateful for now. Um, but yeah, no, snacking I haven't been doing. I think I have been a little bit, maybe a bit um, stressed. And usually like, you know, smoking would help me relax um so i do actually want to get back into meditation because i used to do that a lot and i think i need to kind of hmm. do that a bit more now because i've been a bit too kind of wound up in my brain and i think that's because of not okay. smoking so all right that's what i need to work on now yeah okay so good tip if you kind of are listening maybe and you want to give up the smokes and you're a bit afraid of it just commit to it yeah. try not to snack too much meditate instead is that yeah. what we're saying i think meditate yeah. yeah and then like i mean i don't want to recommend it but go on your phone and scroll on instagram for a, a bit to distract yourself see what see what tara's up to <laughs> she's like posts all the time it's really entertaining um, okay so i think we'll do another round of gorilla problem solving now and just for people that are listening at home if you'd like to join in you can anonymously submit a problem to, for us to try and solve for you you can email me in confidence so even if your name is like john oberk at yahoo.co.o UK I promise I won't say Jono has this problem it'll always be anonymous um, but the email address is fearfunireland at gmail.com um, so this one Elva I feel like you will be good at helping this because you've done a lot of work with Girl Crew with kind of um, the Girl Crew Pro series with hooking mm. up people in different businesses so this one says I'm having a really hard time finding a business partner or a co-founder and I feel too solo day to day at work and it freezes me so you started off solo too solo oh yeah like well, like flying solo day to day in work oh, and yeah. it freezes me mm. okay because yeah. you started off by yourself didn't you and then you wrote yeah. in yeah i started off because i was working freelance so i was working on my own anyway on uh like freelance writing and digital marketing work so that was on my own and uh i just over posted on facebook like i had gone from working in an office that had really fun nice people in it to working in a room on my own or in the house on my own uh, so i just used facebook like it was my workplace environment so like literally anything i thought of that i thought was funny i put on facebook and talked to people on there too long mm -hmm. uh so that kind of curbed it for me a tiny bit at the start but it wasn't the same as having people around you and then with girl crew um yeah i wanted people to to build it with i didn't want to do it on my own i was kind of i was aware of that from the start um but i kept meeting people who they wanted to work on it but whatever they wanted to do with it or how they wanted to monetize it or whatever there'd be little things that just like I, I never like said I would work with them necessarily, but I just picked up on vibes of how they saw it 
the mm-hmm. how they envisioned it all going uh, wasn't how I envisioned it going. And then when I met Anya and Pamela, the difference with them was they had the same. They, they got just it. Wanted to take over the fucking world, and I was like, "Yep, yeah, boom, that's, we're on the <laughs> same page here." Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Just, so, yeah. so maybe if they have, if this person sh- could get a clear idea of what they want, and then just yeah. talk to people, like potential yeah. people, I see if you click with them. Yeah, because I think I was lucky because I was meeting loads of people through Girl Crew anyway. So one <coughs> of them came out of that. The other one was being at an event where there was loads of like-minded people. And well, I this hate is what I was going to ask, stuff, but it actually worked. So do you run? <laughs> a, do you ru- are there? If you go into yeah. the app, is there like a business or oh a business yeah, buddy so section or yeah, something like if that? If it's a woman, we have an entrepreneurs group on the app, and people are good for that. And people have organized events through it, so they'll be like, "Hey, does anybody want?" People have organized like little um, entrepreneur brunch meetup things, either if they're solopreneurs or for people who founded a business with other people as well, and they meet up and get together. But I think like there's so much stuff on meetup and various sites as well. Like if it because if, if it's not a woman, they get Mm-hmm. hang out with us um but uh yeah there's loads of events out there and go to things but go to things i think where the vibe even if it's not a networking thing specifically or even if it's not uh, specific to the industry they're in go to something where you think there'll be people on the same page as you because i met pamela at the web summits surf summit event so it was like a surf weekend away oh. but I was like I wasn't around people who were building giant tech companies and I really wanted to be around people who were building giant tech companies not because I wanted a co-founder but because I wanted to see what they were like because <laughs> <laughs> I was like I feel like nobody's thinking about the same stuff I am so I literally just wanted like company or, like friendship who of people who understood and there is a huge value in that so just start going to things yeah. and awkwardly talking to people. Like I literally did things where like went and stood beside a circle of people having a conversation and I just like wedged myself into the circle <laughs> and I just stand there until someone acknowledges me and it's so uncomfortable. But people will be like, hey, how are you? And I'm like, oh, you rule. <laughs> um, but yeah, do awkward, weird shit. Um <laughs> Because people, uh, people feel for you, yeah. and they'll talk to you even. Just and if they're okay with it, yeah. if they're yeah. okay with it, then maybe it's the type of person yes. that you want to work you with. You can hire yeah. that yeah. person. Yeah, Ooh. if they're not judging you, they're good. Yeah. Okay. Um. So hopefully that helps. Thank you for that. Um. So. Or come talk to me at the end if you want to talk to me in case I know anybody who can help. All right, that's nice offer. <laughs> um. So we have another answer to the question: What is your biggest fear from the audience here in Bellow Bar tonight? And they've put down decision making. Do you want to join us on stage? I don't know. I can't decide. I know some of you. <laughs> is my sister here? <laughs> oh, <I love> my <laughs> sister. <laughs> Can I tell a funny story about someone who hates decision making as well? Absolutely. Hello. <laughs> you want to hear that first? My little sister cried. Like she was five at the time. Um, okay. But because we were allowed to get an ice bad. cream as a treat, and we never got ice creams as treats ever. And she finds decision making so difficult that instead of being able to choose an ice cream, she cried out of the inability to decide. Aww, on bless to her. Decide on so I know you. Hi, David. Hi. How's it going? Good, how are you? David and I are festival friends. <laughs> we met very, very, very early one morning at Body and Soul. I was dressed as a bear. Nope, you look fashionable at the time. And now we just see each other in gig- at gigs and stuff. Thanks for coming. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, was it a big decision to decide to come to the show tonight? Uh, <laughs> well, it's the third podcast, so I've been deciding with uh, however long since the first one. All right, okay, so you took your time with yes i will go <laughs> well thank you for coming thank you okay so how bad how bad is this now 
Um, I feel like it's getting better, but uh, like I'm definitely, I was going to put down commitment at first, um, but that's been kind of played out before in this. So I was thinking it's kind of like, it's it's kind of commitment, but it's kind of like, you know, just I can't make a decision if it's made for me, no problem. And I'll commit to that. But I just kind of like, it's almost like a fear of choice as well, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Just outsource that shit. You don't have to decide for yourself. You can just get anyone on the internet to decide for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you Put a poll, a poll on, on Twitter. Instagram. Like yeah. you can be like, yes or no, and that's it. I did that the other day. It was, it was very simple though. Uh, we had a blue lipstick on. And I, thank you. <laughs> hey. And I'm not gonna lie, I loved the lipstick. I was like, I look amazing. I'm like basically Rihanna right now. And I, I sent it to my best friend and he said, absolutely not. So I was like, I'm gonna take it to Instagram, put it on there. And they said no as well. So I was like, okay, it's no to the lipstick, but um, I'm going to wear it at home, though. That's fine. Do you find, yeah. David, that choice fatigue is something that kind of... Because this is a proven thing. If we have too much choice, we can't make any decision, and it's actually quite stressful. Yes. Yep, definitely. And it can be over, like, the most minor of things, like where you're going to get lunch or, like, you know, choosing what phone provider to go with or something like oh, that. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, absolutely just overwhelmed by choice and decision making yeah i wish i could help you somehow with it but i have the same thing like i'm awful like if i I will walk into a place and go oh there's 10 sandwich options oh i don't know which one i should get and i will stare at the board for about four minutes and i'll walk out and i'll go somewhere else and then i won't be able to decide there and then i'll be nearly crying because i've been walking around for (laughs) half an hour and then i'll just get a banana and go back to my desk i know (laughs) (laughs) i have no excuse um i don't know like uh, maybe start flipping a coin narrow it down to two and flip a coin this is actually something that i have done before because if i'm getting overwhelmed and there's like a this is real middle class first world problems here but if you're trying to decide you know a food thing or something or there's a time pressure your friends are we hate you please make a decision just flip a coin heads or tails and if you're really sad about the choice then just pick the other one and mm. if you're kind of fine with it then just go with and that one and i decided whether to stay together or break up with that method <laughs> and, that's not and did you stay together or break up for. Um, uh, broke up yeah. you broke up oh. and were you happy with your choice uh, some of the time <laughs> <laughs> yes never yes all right. Well, listen, we're we're not we're not very helpful, unfortunately, David. But yeah, try the coin. I'm going to try the coin flipping. I do think that's a really good yeah. idea. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good. Um, okay, David. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. So, ladies, tell us quick plugs. What is coming up for you for the next little while? Um, Tara, what are you getting up to? You've got a pretty cool support slot coming up soon. I'm sub- I'm DJing actually for a rapper from Chicago called Cupcake. Um, so I basically get to live out my dream as being Missy Elliott slash Lil Kim. Um, but I'm not going to be rapping. I'm just going to be there on stage. But um, it's unfortunately sold out. So I'm sorry. That's it. Um, um, that's <laughs> my next thing coming plug. up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's going to be really good crack. So that's it. That, that's it okay. And Elva, you've got a, a bit of a amazing party coming yeah, up for Girl Cruising. So to celebrate Girl Crew's birthday, we are having a Beyonce fitness brunch uh, that we're doing with Fearless Moves. Uh, in the burner jaw so it's basically you come you do a fitness workout to Beyonce tunes and then you eat brunch genius Um, yeah yeah, these girls uh, Fearless Moves is their like company or whatever and they've started running them Mm -hmm. Um, so we just asked them would they do one for us for a birthday and they said yes so we're really happy so if anybody wants more details you can find them on the girl crew app download it yeah, so I just tell your friends. So you just put girl crew into the world to join. 
You just get quick girl crew into the internet and it comes up. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Like magic. Like <laughs> magic. I think it's amazing. <laughs> okay. So, um, as tradition, now it's only episode three, but you know, let's just keep it going. And um, we usually end um, with a round of guerrilla problem solving. So, ladies, what do you think about this? I feel like I have no idea where I'm going in life, and I'm afraid that I will blink and I'll be 45 and just as lost as I am now. This keeps coming up. Does it? It keeps coming up. Wow. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of pressure when everyone's like, I mean, I'm guilty of it, you know, putting what I'm doing all the time online. Like, I'm doing, you know, today, doing this podcast today and, you know, going to work tomorrow and I'm DJing at this all the time. But then when I even look at other people's um, social media, I'm like, oh, I wish I was doing that if I'm at home or something. You know, you're always comparing yeah. yourself to other people, thinking I should be doing more, doing more, doing more. Um, I honestly, I don't know. I guess one thing that actually does help is meditation for me with that. I'm like I said, I haven't been doing it much lately. So I think that's why my brain's kind of been going into overdrive. But I think comparing yourself to other people, I think that's a big reason for that mm -hmm. is, um, and like I only got into my career a couple of years ago and I was really angry at myself that I hadn't decided what I wanted to do when I was like 19 and I felt like I'd faffed about for years. But then I finally actually come to terms with the fact that I'm like, no, you know, it was meant to be that way, mm -hmm. um, which I know sounds really wanky. But it is true, I do think, yeah. I think as well, like 45 is not that old. If you wake up at 45 and you haven't done anything mm -hmm. yet, like that's fine. You've got another like 45 to 50 years to go. <laughs> but also, yeah, I think that the thing, mm. the thing I do all the time is go, am I happy doing what I'm doing at the moment? Yeah. Um, and like, I'm not good at mindfulness or the meditation or anything, but I think it's sort of that attitude of going mm -hmm. like, am I happy what I'm doing generally? So like, do I still want to be working in girl crew? Do I still want to be living mm -hmm. this house? Do I still want to be going out to the sky? And if I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. Then it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. I am living the life I want yeah. to be. It's just stopping for a second and checking. Yeah. And then if it's not, yeah. then I change, change one yeah. little thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think another thing as well that I like to really do is play the year game. So <laughs> if you're like beating yourself up, being like, oh my God, you're such a loser, you're terrible, look, and this person's doing this and this person's doing that and you're not doing anything, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so I go, what was I doing this time last year? And then say, am I happier now than I was at that time? Have I grown as a person? Have I, you know, cool. and, yeah. and if the answer is yes, then I go, okay, I'm going to give myself a little break. And if it's no, you kind of go, well, what, what am I not doing? What am I doing? And the other thing is, um, this is a piece of advice that um, there was a similar thing, but I think it applies that Mark Solera gave on a previous episode that said, set yourself small, tangible goals. So oh. Elva, I understand that you said, I want to take over the whole world and it seems to be going pretty well, but that might be a bit overwhelming maybe for yeah. other people <laughs> to I'm, do. I'm so. really bad at small goals. I'm really yeah. bad at small goals. You see, I think it goals. can help if you so. can, if you can <laughs> kind of, say, I'm like, oh, I want to DJ at all these different festivals and I want to do this that, and the other and just go, no, I'm going to talk to this, you know, I'm going to try yeah. and do this and I'm going to try and do that mm. and then I'll try and do that. I find that's and like a little bit more helpful. definitely really, really helps. And then like I write my list at the front of my diary, you know, so whenever I have my diary to be like, what am I doing this week? Then I see it all the time. And I remind myself of like, I'm like, okay, I and even like going like, oh, I did that. You know, that's deadly. Oh yeah, I take that off. Yeah, that's nice. Totally. Yeah. Excellent. Some good advice. Well, listen, I think we'll wrap it up there. A huge thank you to our brilliant panelists, Elva Carey and Tara Stewart. Thank, thank you so you. much, ladies. <laughs> 
Um, thank you to our producer, Rebecca Fleming, to the Head Stuff and the Bellow Bar crew, Sean Corcoran on sound, Mr. Jean Parmesan for our lovely theme music, our amazing live audience here in Bellow Bar tonight, and last but not least, um, thank you for listening at home. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes or whatever your chosen platform is. And if you want to be mad sounds, you can leave a five-star rating or even a review. Um, so thank you very much. We'll see you next time. <laughs> This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.